Hey guys, it's Ro here. I hope you all are doing well. I want to take the time and say thank you all for your support and everything that's with the podcast and everything that's transpired over the last six or seven months. You guys have been great. Uh, This is episode 75, part one. I'm still a little bit on a break, you know, Uh, we're, we're working, we're still with, we're handling our new baby boy. And, uh, those of you who have given me your well wishes, I really, really appreciate it. We both really, really appreciate it. My family appreciates it, all the support. Um, I got a little a little gift for you guys here. We have a two-parter here for episode 75, and this is basically looking back from episodes 1 to 74. Now, I'm not doing any talking here. I just wanted to kind of give you guys a, a prelude, I think that's the right word, uh, of, what's, of what to expect. Uh, Nick from the Epic Film Guys helped me out with this, and I really, really appreciate it because he took the time to do it, and it took a lot of time to do. Basically, what you're going to hear are little excerpts. X, I think it's X. I can't say the words right now. Forgive me. But anyway, <laughs> these are some clips from the the podcast, from all the podcasts, from one to seventy four. And it's just kind of like this is a little gift for you all while I'm while I'm on my temporary break. And I hope you all enjoy. It's it's looking. It's every. It's a lot of clips. It's a lot of fun. And it's it's nice to kind of reflect a little bit. And uh, I hope you all are well. As always, guys, in social media, you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at Roel Santos Jr. You can email me at RoelSJR at gmail.com if you want to drop a line, say hi. Or if we're friends on Facebook, you can do that as well. If we're not friends on Facebook, hey, add me on Facebook. That'd be kind of cool. Um, I'm, I'm going to get back to it. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for your support, and thank you for your continued support, and I hope you all enjoy this show. This is the world of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very, very special episode of the World of Raw Podcast. So you definitely want to sit back, relax. And crank up your audio level to the highest decibel because we've got a really really fun episode planned for you today i am nick from the epic film guys podcast and i've had the absolute pleasure of putting this episode together and this is something kind of akin to our 100th episode over at the epic film guys and it's something that uh, after roe heard it he got in touch with me and he said that's a really really cool idea and just on a whim because i know he's been very very busy he and Valerie, of course, with brand new baby Jude, such a beautiful, beautiful baby boy. You know, I, I just threw it out there. I said, you know, why don't I put something together special for episode 75? And, you know, I know he's, he's definitely got his hands full managing a newborn and everything like that. So I'm very, very, very pleased to be here. I'm very pleased to be throwing this episode together. Uh, just I've known Ro for quite a while, you know, back since the very, very early days of Potter and Family. When everybody was was getting to know one another, and I just I love talking back and forth. Through we've talked about wrestling a, a number of times. We've talked about podcasting a number of times. I of course have been on this show a couple of times, and not for quite a while. I was supposed to be back on way way back around fifty somewhere, and unfortunately we could just never get the timing right. And I know hopefully we'll be sitting down for a, a big long interview coming up here pretty soon, but. All right, and I don't want to hold you guys up too long here. We're going to get into the proceedings here. So back on our episode 100, I took each subsequent minute from 
each episode. So minute one from episode one, minute two from episode two, and so on. But for the world of Roe, it's all about Roe. All right. And that's very, very important, that name. So what I wanted to do is I wanted it to represent Roe. So I took 45 seconds of the 18th minute and 45 seconds of the 15th minute. That's R and O on your alphabet. And I just cut it together. So it's, I, I went a few seconds early, a few seconds late, you know, to try to match things up. So there's some kind of at least flow to it. It, I mean, it, there's probably a couple that are going to be a little bit more jarring than others, but some of them actually flow pretty well. And like I said, I just wanted it to be kind of a, a journey through all of the amazing guests that Roe has interviewed on the show. And plus just a, a journey through Roe himself, just as this show has grown. It's an absolutely fantastic show. If you're not supporting him over on Patreon, please do that. Jump over there and throw a couple bucks his way and just help him out and in the meantime just make sure you subscribe to the show make sure you tell everybody else you know to subscribe to the show because it's an absolutely absolutely wonderful time all right so without further ado i am going to roll into the world of roe at least it's not going to be the female version of ghostbusters that's true oh my god that is a fucking travesty i don't know i don't know some of those oh girls my are gosh. funny, man. So I, I, I'm hoping it's funny, but I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm not excited about it at all, dude. I'm <laughs> not. I mean, Ghostbusters one and two was like my my childhood growing up and enjoying movies and Bill Murray and you know the, all the one liners he has and I just can't. Some things you shouldn't remake, okay? Red Dawn, no, don't remake Red Dawn. Uh, <laughs> what else? I mean, they made a they remade a couple other movies. I'm like, no, 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 don't don't do this. And then when I saw the Ghostbusters thing and it was an all female cast, I'm like, <laughs> and he's Canadian too. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I know it's anti Canadian, but I will punch him right in his syrup basket. <laughs> I've never heard syrup basket. Is that his stomach? <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up on the fly. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't. I didn't know if that was something, something different. I'll punch him in his ten bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So then, yeah. I you know, I didn't watch. I to this day, I've only seen the Fellowship. I've not seen any of the other ones. Um, I can't get into them either, man. They're too long. Well, the Fellowship was the longest. Like maybe not by time, but fuck, it dragged on. I stayed the hell away from websites and speculation, any of that stuff. But I did read a whole bunch of spoilers like a few years ago. And it was like ideas that people had that that swore they were spoilers. And I just felt I had to read them and see what the hell they were saying. They all turned out to be false. So, (laughs) Um, so were you, were you really into like the expanded universe stuff? Oh God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a good uh, one of my best friends was really into it. And once episode three finished or when it came out, I was just like, well, what happens in, in the expanded universe? Well, it lived up to the hype. I mean, I'm glad that they're reintroducing Star Wars and they're continuing on with the story for all of us who have followed it from the beginning or dived in later. Because, I mean, obviously, I it came out after I was born. Um, well, I think Return of the Jedi came out and I was like two or something. So, but I mean, obviously, I mean, I know what it is, everything like that. Um, I'm just, I'm excited and I can't wait for the next two, man. So, uh, 
I'm, I wish I've seen it more than once, you know. Uh, I'm sure I'll, we'll see it enough on Blu-ray, but oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I it's I just thought it was fantastic. I know a lot of people were uh, kind of down on it being almost like a ghost of a new hope. He's and he said, "Well, I'll sell it to you as long as I can play the the lead actor." And they said, "Well, no, we don't know who you are. We don't want you to. We don't want you in the movie. We want to get our own guy." He said, "Well, fine. I'm not gonna. I won't sell it to you." So then eventually, and you know, I, I may have my, my distribution companies cross-referenced because I can't remember who, which distribution company is, is the one who did. So then he, this guy's broke, right? So then he needed money. So he goes and sells his, this dog, his dog, you know, if you've seen Rocky too, you know, the big dog that he has, that's, (laughs) that's his actual dog. Yeah. I've had a couple guests, uh confession they were both my friends <laughs> nice but, but the first guest was aaron williams aka mike king and he is a, an aspiring rapper okay uh we went to high school together we've been friends for oh, probably about pretty close to 10 years now and he came on the show and we we talked and had a good time and then the second guest that i had on the show was grady frazier and we've okay. been good buddies for probably about six years or so and he just got signed to his first label so this is uh your third album second album third album Shit, i don't know national release national is the release second is one yeah. okay okay but we've done some uh independent stuff over the years okay um i mean that's how it was done you know that's how i mean we've been around a long time but that's how we saw bands do it you kept putting out something and somebody's like that's a good somebody's one. gonna catch it right yeah and we we were there early in our career in 2003 we we had management and and they were like you're gonna do this we were playing the Edom thing which is kind of like what uh nam is now okay and what uh south by southwest is now. yeah yeah yeah. i mean that's how slipknot got found and yeah. a bunch of other bands and we we wanted you to come to the idea of or at least i did i wanted the listener to come to the idea of the words saint diablo right without having to say saint diablo and um i told this other interviewer one time i was similar to the idea of like what if corn really wrote about corn on the cobs <laughs> what if like def leppard talked about like a, a hearing impaired cat yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah along that lines right right and i was uh it, it it was so anthem like that it it, it, yeah. it really stood it really stood real well. It's not even the best song on the album. Which why in later episodes I I don't know when we started doing this, but in later later episodes we started running promos for other shows because a it's cross promotion and b it gives us time to sort of catch our breath, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 that, and that's awesome. Um, I and that's where you know what I heard y'all's promos on Fifth Cast when when we first started podcasting because I started trying to develop this Twitter account of ours and trying to trying to grow followers and one of the first people that I I followed and they followed me back was was Fifth Cast and Fear DM'd me and we became good friends or we're not good for I mean I guess we're pot, good friends yes we are yeah and I know you coined the phrase Potter and Family which a lot of these folks are trying to do is get the episode out on that specific time and but the consistent flow of it on a weekly basis is always going to help and i think that that's awesome that you've been able to do that because like i said you know we've been doing our podcast or the other pick and row for since august and 
you would think, I mean, just a few weeks ago, I was just talking to John from just John and we were talking about how he was at 24 or 25 and we should have, we should have been around that same amount, except we're at 17 or 18 because of work. And and you know, and I, and I'm not saying that we're setting any sort of, we're trying to set some sort of precedent or that we're saying it, it, it was really just a, I mean, probably if you really looked at it, it was just a childish goal in a way. It was just like maybe more of an OCD based goal. So do you see any, uh, you know, type of, um, I guess, with your podcast, the uh, goals and well, at least with this one, you I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's a great show. You sound like you're an awesome guy. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, do, is this is has you have you had more success? What I'm trying to say is, have you had more success with this podcast versus the other ones? Yeah, no, I think um, we I think we definitely has. And, and most of that has to do with with Andy's ability to wrangle guests in a way that I was never quite able to. You know, he's, he's, he's very capable at sitting down and doing the networking thing. Right. And that's right. fine. Cause he's has, he doesn't get the tech side of it at all, which is fine. So, so, you know, between the two of us, we're one good host. I and mean, you and your co-host, uh, um, you've known each other for quite some time or is I, that I actually just... met him through the first show. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the way it worked out that's was pretty the, cool. The, the other three guys, uh, went to, Reason Rally back in 2012, mm-hmm. which is like a, a secular humanist thing in Washington, D.C. that they do on election years. And they met him there. And so we had him on the show and we've just kind of corresponded ever since. And at some point he's working, he's blogging over at uh, Patheos now. Wow. OK. And that's, he was like, awesome. hey, man, I'd like to start a show. I'm like, I'm not doing a show right now. OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to have like a Kevin Bacon story that six degrees of separation that was going to tell you with <laughs> Kevin Bacon somehow. Because <laughs> uh, every I remember one time my uh, a, a old supervisor of mine gave me the Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation story and how he tied into all these actors and he said you can take any actor and it can tie into Kevin Bacon somehow and I was like, anyway that I was just yeah I've heard on. that one but and it's a good one yeah yeah it is a good one I mean I I <laughs> I, I it was it was interesting because it. It, he tied them all together and I, I was just shocked because he's been in everything but i mean kevin bacon's like 60 years old or i don't know how old he is now it's crazy how old he is i still picture him as this young guy but anywho and go, growing up i remember and i think and i don't know how you felt about it growing up but for you um with me the creative thing was where well, you had and this is limited like when you're in school the the thing that they told me was hey you have to take art that's creative or you have to be in, or not, I don't even, I didn't consider band to be creative. I didn't think anything was creative except for art, like drawing, painting. And God knows I couldn't do that. I knew I couldn't do that. I tried and I just wasn't Picasso or I wasn't somebody who had that skill set to do that. So I stuck, I stayed in sports or playing whatever it was, playing high school basketball or whatever I did. I, for one, just to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier, Transformers is a absolute travesty. Now, I hate to say that. If you're listening to this and you liked it, I'm sorry. It's it's awful. I thought they should have stopped with two because I think that Michael Bay could spend more time making other movies like Bad Boys 3, but that's just me. And they've already announced release dates for what? Transformers 5, 6, and oh, 7 or something like that. It's God. crazy. But they yeah. keep making money. They keep making a billion dollars a film. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, it's working... There, there are 
I'll, I'll be the first to admit that myself and Justin, we're both cinephiles. We both go to movies. I can't go to a movie and one of Justin's favorite things to say is you got to turn your brain off. I can't do it. It's crazy how much our show has grown. Like we started the show off. We were going to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do box office report every week. Oh, this is what won the box office. This is what's yeah. this. This is what's that. All that shit ended up getting tossed by the wayside because <laughs> we did it for like two weeks. It's like, this is fucking stupid. I could just <laughs> open box office mojo and look at that if I want to. I don't need to listen to a podcast to do that. And, you know, the whole point of it is like to listen to two guys who are going to give their own perspective. But then there's a lot of film podcasts out there. Yeah, a shitload of them. So we're trying to do things now and we're still working at it. We've got a couple segments in the works. Maybe I'll give you a little spoiler on one of those later yeah, in the yeah, show here, but definitely. Uh, yeah, we we've we've I think we've we've staked our own kind of ground. I, I did. I I learned a lot from it. Probably I mean, it was right when we had put out maybe our third or fourth episode by that point. So, you know, I was walking in there. There were people who came who hadn't started a podcast yet. Wow. Okay. But I also think that those people were, they already kind of had a brand. I don't think somebody in their basement with a rock band mic being like, <laughs> maybe I'll start a podcast. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they would pay that amount of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I had gotten a, um, I had won a giveaway for a free ticket through Spreaker. And I remember seeing the fifth cast um, Twitter feed. And I remember seeing them pop up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I see them a lot in my Twitter feed. I don't right. know if we ever had a conversation, but I also saw that um, he also invited uh, epic film guy nick who was on your show last week or the week yes. before whenever yeah. that's airing and uh <laughs> i was like oh well he and i have had a kind of casual twitter relationship um because i asked him to do a segment when we did cheers to back to the future i was like hey this is kind of an epic movie do you feel like you know doing a little segment and sending it to me and um we ended up just listening to each other's show after that yeah. And so now the, in that, it, we started adding uh, Ray from the Naked Porch and getting bands on. And we started, and that, fuck, that's exploded, man. So now that, yeah. now we got two shows that are just monsters and it's fucking really fun. Yeah, dude. And, 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 it, and it sounds like it. I mean, that's the most important thing is having fun. And uh, you, uh, we talked about Saint Diablo and originally they were going to be on pick and row but i think that's kind of like i don't know what, what what's going on with that yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like on i somebody asked me how that was going i said it's going well you know we're kind of like on indefinite hiatus or i don't yeah. know what we're on right now yeah we are you know you're like <laughs> yeah man, it was, that's the early ages like we had no idea what we were doing and we were trying to work with like this sort of like um structure i guess like we we had certain topics we wanted to hit like tech talk celebrities so we were kind of doing almost like a radio show sort of thing uh and then like it was we just got bored of it like we prefer to just press record and then see what happens for the next hour and we found that people responded to that they there was more people listening to fifth cast which was like our bullshit show we had no intention on it ever being anything the lights out radio was our flagship and right. 
everybody was like, Lights Out's great, but man, you guys are funny in, in Fifth Cast. In terms of, number one, I had to learn where I was going to, like, who I was going to host the podcast through, how to get myself registered on iTunes, just all those basic things that you need Yeah, when you're starting up. Setting up social media to sort of, like, promote it. And then when it came to recording the show, that was very easy in the way that we sat down and we talked and things. And any mistakes that happened just seemed like they were part of the comedy. There was a little bit, there was too much umming and erring because we hadn't got our flow down totally yet. But that was fairly easy. But when it came to editing the show... There was, it took us a while to get down a flow that worked for both of us. Yeah. Right. The way that we were doing post on the show has changed like four or five times, but we're now happy with where we are, I think. Well, I am. It's, yeah, it really, really worked. It was just about teaching myself to be happy again. Well, you, well, you can kind of hear the episodes where it drifts from being a fake laugh to being genuine. <laughs> yeah, so, so can you, uh, what's the fake laugh? The fake laugh. <laughs> uh, no, that was a real one. That wasn't my impression of a, of a fake one. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. I'm oh, okay. just too goddamned happy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, okay, so then, then that makes me feel good because I'm, maybe I'm legitimately making you laugh throughout the show. Or, <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, if yes. it's not a fake laugh. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> so um, you've done 27 episodes, is that right? Or 26? This week's 27, right? That was actually a I point so. of contention for us yeah, uh, in we this were, very recent episode. Yeah, it's it's very difficult when you're sitting there trying to record a monologue. And especially, you know, when you're trying to keep it compelling as you are, because I understand completely in the beginning of the show, it's just my voice on an island with a song. There's nothing else going on behind it or anything like that. It's just me and then like some backing pan music in the background to give some sort of a base to listen to, but I'm not even listening to that when I'm recording. It's just me yeah. talking. And it's like, sometimes I'm sitting there at my microphone going, Oh geez. Like I've had to yeah. get up and yeah. literally walk away from my mic and be like, I'm going to come back in 10 minutes and yeah. I'm going to calm down and I'm going to sit down and record this. Cause I'll get so angry at myself that I'll get to one part of a story and I won't be able to hit like, you know, this one section of it. I'll, I keep forgetting what I'm looking to say right there or something like that. It was something that you were immediately passionate about. You obviously oh, yeah. show the passion about, you know, what you're what you were doing and stuff like that. And that's what led you to doing another show. And it's what um, like one of the things for me, uh, you talked about working with a co-host for me, my co-host, uh, Kenny, like if I tried to make him do this every week, we would never get the show out because oh, yeah. He's just, he's got other stuff going on and he stays busy and he can't exactly get together once a week to do something like this. So <clears throat> what I did was I came up with a solution to where we never talk about current events. We make our show not about current events. We just make it more of stories or us, you know, talking about crazy news articles or things that our friends did. Except for my first, my very first class, like the ones you could pay to be in mm -hmm. or whatever. There was a girl mm -hmm. younger than me in that. But other than that, I was usually the youngest. Mm -hmm in all my classes. Um, so part of it was intimidating, you know, right. I hadn't, but with comedy, with, with improv, especially, you just have to be comfortable in the moment and being yeah. off the cuff and not yeah. having to prepare and, tr you know, not trying to be funny. The funniest things were when you weren't trying hard yeah. because humans are funniest when they're being natural. It's the same reason why dogs and kids are so funny because they're not thinking about trying to be. Yeah. Um, and then you laugh, you know, at random shit they say. So <laughs> that's how improv felt. 
and it was really freeing because I was in band. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so, so, so performing came natural to you. So. Yeah. But I mean, you really think about it as just a hobby or an extracurricular when you're that age. You don't think yeah, about it true. as a career, a career. path. Um, right. So I never thought about it that way. And once I finally was hitting that point with pre-med, I got through my second year and mm-hmm. then I decided, okay, I am almost 20 years old. I need to figure this out. Um, do I want to go through med school and do that whole shebang or do I want to go perform? And I was like, I want to go perform. So I told my parents, they were super supportive. So we went to next was Philippines to dive. And so we both are getting our dive master. And I think for me, the extroverted teaching lifestyle is just not a great fit. And I started to be reminded of that when we were on the dive boat every day. And so fortuitously on New Year's Eve, I burned my hand on a firework, cutting my diving career short with a second degree burn. (laughs) Oh, damn. Wow. Uh, And so I ended up working in the dive shop office and kind of um, uh, getting rid of some of the costs I had accrued diving through helping them with social media and stuff like that. I was like, oh, right. I have a whole career that I could probably be doing wherever I go. So over the course of the summer, you know, we got to talking more and more. And I think we kind of had in our minds we would meet in March when I had booked my trip for. And then he went on leave for the month of October. And he got in his head that he wanted to see me sooner. And I was interested in seeing him sooner. So he booked me a flight to meet him in Bali. And at that time, I didn't love my job. It was, yeah, yeah, digital marketing for selling couches and furniture and I just have real no passion for that. <laughs> yeah. And refresh uh, my memory, this was October of twenty fourteen or last year? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, this last 2015. year. Twenty fifteen. Okay. Yep. So so here I am, not loving my job. An interesting man has just invited me to Bali. Nice. So then you went to college and you went to Xavier, correct? I did. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So, so, and over there, I saw that you major majored in uh, politics and <laughs> philosophy. I'm just, I'm just, hey, I'm, I'm just doing a rundown. Sorry. No, no, no I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, of course. Like that has nothing to do with anything I do now. But um, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, so, so, where did I guess what I'm trying to get at was it in college where you finally made that transition to the stand up or the comedy scene, and then you uh, know. Yes. Yes and no. So I was way too involved in a, a lot of stuff in high school. Like I, okay. I was, like I said, student council and right. sports and, and like anything mm. I'd get my hands on and chess and just everything. I've always been an overachiever. So I got burnt out. I did have to like choose between volleyball mm-hmm. my junior year and, um, and a play I really wanted to do that I was just nailing. I mean, I was just killing it in this play. <laughs> and uh, and I was okay at volleyball, but my te- my high school team was, like, really good. So, you know, they were all people who played year-round, and I just kind of couldn't keep up. So instead of just being outright about my choice, I did the very passive thing and just kind mm-hmm. of, like, I made my coaches, rather than just say I don't want to do volleyball anymore, because I'd already stopped basketball because mm-hmm. I just uh, – my junior year was kind of burnt out from doing everything. And, uh, I, I started like, I would wear like knee pads during training and I would be like really like knee pads and mouth guards, which were unnecessary and shin guards and all these <laughs> things like when we were jumping rope and like I was on, uh, my buddy's, uh, Gotham show the other, like nice. the other week. Nice. So do you, uh, okay. So I get, so you guys, so you talk mainly 
hence the name Geek Dig, Geeks on a Mic. It's just nerd shit. Yep. Nice. Yeah, video games, movies, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of geekiness here, but on my end, but not not a whole lot as much as I used to be. But anyway, you you were saying, man, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I was I was just gonna say, you know, it's. I mean, it stays pretty much geek, but you know, we'll have, you know, an occasional episode that's just completely random and out of, out of left field, because. I set it up, started Geek Dig, had uh, I had uh, two friends start the show with me, um, my buddies Chris and David. Uh, they actually only made it the first three episodes. Oh, damn. Well, uh, during, I think it was around the second episode, uh, Chris found out that his wife was pregnant and, oh, okay, you know, okay. he was, he was looking for a job cause he wasn't working and the job that he found our schedules completely conflicted and yeah. And so Dave, he... David just got really busy with work cause he had just switched jobs and it was messy. So I'm up, I'm up at the podium and, and I'm looking at the congregation and the, and the, yeah. The church is full, and I'm looking at all these people, and yeah. right there and then, but the dream came back. I said, wow, this is what the dream was telling me, that I was going to be speaking in front of all these people. Yeah. See, but everybody has that. Everybody has that. What, the the, the nervousness to speak in front of people? Or no, the not the nervousness. To... But, I mean, everybody has the ability but yeah. a lot of people, we all have a gift. We just need to know how to use it. Right. So, but then, did you, now did you deliver the speech yes. as planned or did you make any jokes with it? No, no. I just no? I just went up there, but you were there, bro. You were there. Yeah. But, you know, Dad, I think um, since I started doing this show, and I know you haven't been listening to it, but I have I have talked to some stand-up comedians, actually. Oh, you have? Yeah. And I I wanted to know like how their process was and how they got into doing things. Well, now that you mentioned that, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, Who's that? He works in Corpus. Oh yeah. His name is a he's a stand up comedian slash helicopter mechanic. He's a sla- he's a helicopter mechanic and a yeah. And who's uh, that? Uh, uh, his, his name is uh. Dogs, I forgot his name. I'm gonna have to look it up. But oh okay. Maybe you can interview him and and you know and then get and and. And help him out with a little bit. I mean, and then give you like a credit. The Air Force calls them crew chiefs. The Navy calls them plane captains. What we do, we do maintenance. We do pre-flight, post-flight inspections. Yeah. On aircraft. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't a mechanic, but I did some liquid oxygen, nitrogen, yeah. hydraulics, fuel, oil. Yeah. We did daily inspections on it. Check the entire aircraft inside and out. That's very cool, man. Yes, it and you was. took a lot of pride in your job. Hell yeah, yes. Because it, you love doing it. I love doing it, man. I remember those days when you love doing something. You don't give a shit. You don't call it a job. You call it having fun. Having fun. You know, I I won't forget because toward the end of that time when you were doing it, you were already kind of burnt out. You were already ready for a break. Everything that the uh, Lexington had was static display. That means. They were just like dummy aircraft. Yeah. All the engines and everything else was removed. Avionics. Yeah. Did I just so, close? Yeah. 
Yep. Well, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so we loaded up. Uh, we loaded up. Yeah. Aircraft. Okay, Mija. We loaded up barges and removed all the aircraft from the Lexington. Yeah. And and we loaded up the barges with the B twenty five and the Japanese Zeros from NAS Corpus Christi, and took them to uh, the Lexington via barge. Very cool. And they did all this scenes. Off the USS Lexington. So did you see that happen or no? I was just trying to make efforts to sort of not make the same mistakes again by making a show, getting overwhelmed with it, and then just dropping it. And right. so like, I met all these really awesome people, and um, the community of podcasting is just incredible, especially independent podcasters that don't have uh, financial means of doing this full time or then just do it because they love it. And right. it was really, really humbling to sort of see all these people take their time out and talking with me and helping me and getting things ready. And that kind of put fuel to the fire. And I just decided if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. And I'm, I'm going to do this to the point where it's going to be a show that I continue to do. And so I made this, made this goal to do a podcast every two weeks and total out to 26 episodes. The entry level of podcasting, like the entry cost and the entry knowledge is just – uh, especially yeah. nowadays, it's just so so small that anybody could do it. And right. you know, I've always had this idea of just like, why not me, kind of thing. And it's, um, I've always yeah. wanted to sort of do it. And and you know, there's a, like I always kept going back at it, and I thought there was a reason for it. And then um, when I eventually stopped doing what Jeff says, which is the the second solo show I did um, with the new name, yeah. I was I was really trying to figure out why do I continue to want to do podcasts, but none of these shows seem to be working. Right. And I eventually came to the conclusion that, um, you know, it's either I am not having a topic at all, or I am picking a topic that uh, involves a ton of research. And Tom Sullivan, the special effects um, guy from the evil dead, he lives in the same town as me and I had him on and wow. he talked about how he met Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. You know, I had, my wife talking about her first date she ever went on. That's um, cool. Yeah, hell yeah. I That's had cool. a I had a lot of people come on. Yeah. And you know, I was just I was looking forward to going further with that, but I needed to make it more available, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And were you using was it on iTunes or was it just more like a SoundCloud thing or something? No, it was it was all the places that Passersby is now. Okay. I just changed the name and the logo. Ah, uh, okay. I feel like I, I've got, I'm getting a lot of traction. People are talking about it, and I'm telling them, hey, let's write this review for me. Get it out there. I mean, and then you're like, oh, man. But at, at the same time, I think the, the creative aspect of it is, is that you're making a good show, and it's getting better, you know, the overall, you know, aspect for a podcaster. Yeah, I am... Um, I actually had another show before. Did you? And you know, um, I was actually going to passersby. Yeah, that was called Sonder Stories. Okay. What's so, and tell me about you know, that. I, yeah, yeah. I, re- I recorded about um, pulling up Dropbox right now because I have them all there. <laughs> I recorded fourteen episodes. It's funny when you were talking about the whole. Um, technology piece and buying equipment and things like that what's the mm-hmm. roi and everything and and I, and I told my wife hey down the road it could be a write-off you know we could do like a maybe do a tax write-off if you want 
Yeah, if you if you matter of fact, I did an episode with a guy who's went from business into podcasting. I'm not went from, but that's he he's a businessman, and then he started a podcast. Yeah, and he schooled me on you know making your making your podcast an LLC, you know, and how to do that. And then he then dude he like I went to last year around this time I went to Hawaii. Yeah, and it was just a, you know just a, a a trip with my wife. Yeah, and um, he said you know you could have deducted that. I'm like what. He says, "Yeah, because you talked about it on your podcast." Nice. So, and, and I, the, the way I got into all of this was not really the route that you and I have talked about. Right. It's really the fact that my kid, at about three years ago, really got into YouTube. Okay. And he wanted he wanted to record, and so it's like, okay, so I had to work with him because he was 13 at the time. Right. And so we were we were working trying to figure out, okay, well, how do you record video games while you're playing them? Mm-hmm. And then we had to, you know, of course, upgrade the technology, and then we had to get a microphone that worked, and then we had to figure out, okay, well, how do you edit sound over a gameplay, and then how do you introduce the video into the gameplay? And so I kept saying, dude, you got to add sound effects. Yeah. It would be so much more interesting, and you should have more conversations because, of course, I'm from the podcasting world. and I don't know. It's, it's, I, it's something that I, honest to God, really enjoy, and it's uh, very... Uh, uh, it's very, I don't want to say cathartic, but it is very, uh, not relaxing, but it's, it's, it's good for me mentally. Yeah. 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 It's, it's it's very creative. I mean, you, you, we all kind of try to portray ourselves and try to do different elements of voices and to be able to do that. And and the layers that you do, is it, it, I don't know. I mean, I'm still like in, in awe of it, but so you, you mentioned Phil, have you ever actually met him? No, Phil and I never actually met. Okay. Um, he was working for. Um, yeah, well, it's it's awesome the way you do it. It's really awesome. Oh, thanks, thanks. You know, I you I growing up, you see it and you watch it on TV, and I never thought I'd I'd interact with anybody who had the capabilities. I mean, it's almost uh, not like a ventriloquist, but it's the talent. The talent to do that is just amazing, and. And the way you do that, I don't want to ask you how you put that together because I don't want to give away any secrets or anything like that because it kind of keeps the show in, you know, the, the I yeah. guess, the, the, the shock and awe, if you will, of how, how it goes. But it, it's real, it was really cool. And when I, I was listening to, not I listened to a little bit of the, uh, most of the recent one, but the one before that where you had just okay. come back and gosh, the people from like the news stations in Corpus because Alice doesn't have news stations. Right. So she shows up and I'm like, hey, uh. Tell our Mac I said hi. You know, I'm being kind of stupid, right? And she just looks at me like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, but she, like, and I remember watching her on the news. I'm like, she's pretty good, actually, you know? And I'm like, she could be like ESPN stuff, the way she's doing her thing. And then, like, two years later, she's on ESPN News or ESPN2. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, I, I, I met her. <laughs> I met her. And so, like, she was on there for years, and I don't think she's on there anymore. But it's crazy that how, like, you know, you can... Like Hannah Storm, I had no idea, but she worked in Corpus on, at C101 uh-huh. a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, and she worked in Houston before, and I was just like, damn. So I was a celebrity. Were you? Like, th- there was no other way of saying <laughs> it. And I remember I, I remember, uh, I started there in like February. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was right after Texas had won the national championship. Okay, so this is like 2006. 2006. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the football season comes around, and... Our website, the CBS7.com website, was hosting a was hosting a contest that we would show the results of on the air um, on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically like an NFL pick'em kind of thing. Sure. 
And they said, it's like, okay, well, you know, I remember having this meeting. So the number one person after the tiebreaker, their picks will show up on the air mm-hmm. uh, with their record for the year for the week and their record for the year, and then uh, we'll have the celebrity picks show up as well. And I was just like, "Give it a shot." The, well, yeah, I mean, you're trying to be a public speaker. You're trying to more or less be a personality figure to relate to interview and get that kind of thing. So any kind of experience in this realm is going to improve or help you in what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I can be the next Mark Marin in terms of comedic purposes, but I think um, th- I, I do I do agree with what you're saying. It could definitely help make me a better public speaker at that. That would be great. Yeah, um, you said you're in San Antonio? I am in San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge town. They probably have a supportive network around there. Oh, oh yeah, dude. There's a, there's an Alamo Draft House, and right near one, there's a Laugh Out Loud comedy club, but I think that you've got to have some serious uh, tenure or serious presence to be able to get on that. But Kind of a disheartening thing I've heard from some people, just from the experience of needing to sort of whittle your... In, whittle the things that make you particular into what everyone already expects from stand-up comedy. So it's kind of a weird process, but on the exact opposite side, I see plenty of people aggressively sticking to the idea of you do you and the people will come and for some of them it's working. So it's just a matter of finessing it, I suppose, because you just, uh, you just don't know how it's going to work certain day to day. Yeah, I've I've only been to I think maybe one or two local stand up comedy shows and one here in San Antonio and one in another in another city I lived in. I saw like I saw a handful of people perform and you sound really comfortable now and you're when when you're doing this even like when you're talking by yourself and this. He's like, man, I I just I'm really proud of you. And I was like, wow, okay, this is pretty cool. So I went back and like I listened to from one i mean not all of them but some of them like the one we did episode one where i did the intro and then when we started talking and then i went to like three and then six and ten or whatever and uh i'm just like man okay so i I see where he's coming from because he's he's been with me for literally from week one or you know episode one to now so he he sees it he hears it so that, that was really nice to hear that's awesome man that's yeah. good you need people supporting you like oh yeah so finally, like in August, we record, we finally hit record. We used GarageBand and we were so nervous. I was nervous. I think he was a little nervous. We didn't know what to talk about. So we kind of like 30 minutes of bullshit and talking about what we were, what we were wanting to do. So the idea was, is if we do this podcast, it's going to be two guys talking about sports because him and I can bicker about everything sports related. So if he, if I tell him, I think so-and-so is a great basketball player, he's going to completely disagree he's going to say this person so that was the whole thing how it came came to be because we would have these big freaking disagreements and like you said you know what people should hear this and let's hear what they have to say maybe they'll tune in every week so that's that's how it came to be so we did it but it was like not even with just podcasting i mean i'm just involved in so many different things my son's involved in about a thousand different things he's also 14 years old so he is just jumping all over the place he's got a girlfriend he's involved in this he's involved in that that i gotta schlep him across town and back and do all this other stuff it's just so crazy i just never have any time to do anything right so you having to you know with your son being 14 and all he's discovering things i'm sure yeah (laughs) have you had that talk yet no, 
<laughs> no. And you no. know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we'll we'll sit down and talk eventually. Like right. he's not sexually active that much, I know. Nearly true reviews, hilarious. I like yours because you guys give reviews and granted I'm I used to be we used to be moviegoers. You know, now that we have a daughter, it's it's been harder to do that just because of Yeah, it's being tough guilty. for the young kid. Yeah, for date nights and stuff, you know. So yeah. it's, it's hard. So, but thank you so much, man. I'm really glad that you're on the on the show right now. It's it's nice to sync up with you again. I, you know, obviously we're probably going to talk a little bit about movies, but I don't want it to just be solely about that because I think the first time we talked, we didn't really cover a whole lot about you. I don't remember you, Nick Nick Haskins. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. I, you know, what I remember the first episode being about is podcasting mostly. I yeah, think I was. droned on about that for a good three quarters of that interview so maybe maybe it helped maybe it didn't i think i think maybe it did man to be quite honest with you yeah but 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 those cards i mean the cards that i passed out came out after those like if they looked us up and listened to the show it would have come out on the same day they would have been looking us up on the same day that Stitcher said we were number two. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. So, you're right, so you're I right. have no way of knowing who looked up what, why. I can just see how many downloads we got, and we got more downloads last week than we got in the entire month of May. So, very cool. <laughs> wow, in one week. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Holy sh- that, yeah, that that's what crazy. that's what happens when you're comfortably nestled between Ira Glass and Freakonomics. I. Just, yeah, well, I'm. I mean, I'm not sure what things you're talking about in particular. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like, like, like 310 to Yuma. I mean, I, I was just oh, watching. Oh, well, 310 to Yuma is definitely Arizona, right? Okay, uh, so it is because right. Yuma's Arizona. Oh damn it! What the heck is wrong with me, dude? You're totally <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. It's... It would be. It would be. It would be a shame to not put that in Arizona. Well, I mean, but but you got to think about it though, because I mean, if they do like movies like uh, The Dark Knight or no, The Dark Knight Rises, they say it's you know gotham city but really it's pittsburgh or it's chicago or something i mean i don't know I mean, you never know yeah but where where is gotham city because gotham's made up but once you say yuma well that's a real place you know <laughs> <laughs> gosh i can't for the life of me i can't remember the, the the word the song right now it wasn't hey bulldog i think it was um you know it was like black white green bed you know red can i bring my friend to bed you know, oh, I forgot okay. what all yeah. together now yeah he started. Yeah, he started doing was, a, few, a few of them, hasn't he? A few obscure ones now. Yeah, oh, fair, he opened fair up with eight days of the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. He opened up with eight days of the week. It was really cool. So oh, it was okay. just kind of like, wow. I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, man. I, it, it, you know, he that guy turned me on to a bunch of music, and we got into all kinds of other stuff. And and Radiohead was the other one too. So uh, <laughs> again, it was real all over the place. I'm guessing. Do you like Radiohead? I'm, I'm assuming you do because they're from UK as well. Um, yeah, I don't mind them. I like obviously some of the. He was the one who actually finally got me to listen to the Beatles, and then he got me into Radiohead and a number of other bands. So it was kind of cool. I turned him to like uh, to Remy Zero and a couple of other bands, maybe. Um, not so much. Not Audio Slave. I, we we kind of like traded bands, like yeah. Interpol. He, yeah, you know, a bunch of other stuff, and that's where a lot of our, where his sound comes from. So, so how old were you? Cool, how old were we? Well, sorry, I'm mumbling. How old were you when you um, discovered the Beatles? <laughs> well, see, I I I knew of the Beatles, right. but I never like actually sat down and listened to a record, right? So, but I was eighteen, 
And the first album I ever listened to was uh, Magical Mystery Tour. Okay. Believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Just because when you're at that age, the coaches push you, and then like dad was real pushy, not pushy, but just wanted wanted um, you to do really well, I guess, because he kind of saw you doing really good with it. Like, I think I would practice and play hard to get better, but then dad, yes, he would push you to get better. Yeah. But it, during AAU, it was, you know, it's like, girls that are like cream of the crop that right, would play right and if i had a bad game like dad would tell me if you're not gonna play well we might as well just go home <laughs> not gonna be wasting gas money in these people's times and i'm like dad it's okay if i have a bad game but yeah i think he always just wanted it the best but then during the season crazy boys yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah we yeah but i mean so so, yeah, I would always see y'all playing outside, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I guess I started playing when I was, like, what, a sixth grader? Yeah. Yeah, I started or playing. Or fifth grade. Like, I think it was fifth, no, it was, no? It sixth was grade. sixth grade. I was horrible, man. I would miss shots underneath when I started playing um, boys and girls. And anyway, I remember that they would never, like, pass you the ball or anything, right? I was horrible. I'm telling you. I was so embarrassed that I would miss shots underneath. underneath. Yeah. And then, but you got really good the next year. Yeah, dad would be outside. Remember, y'all would be outside working with yeah. me. And I think even... You're doing that with MLW, right? Is that that, that podcast or your partner with MLW? Through, yeah, it's through MLW Radio. And nice. uh, yeah, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And we uh, we had a real good uh, debut. We used to all be on like one feed. So if you mm-hmm. subscribe to MLW, you got everybody's podcast. Right. But now we're all we're all split up solo. And uh, they brought Ric Flair in, which is super awesome to think that I'm on the same network as Ric Flair. And uh, we, our debut solo episode, uh, we debuted at number 33 on the um, uh, sports podcast charts. We were right in between Stone Cold and Chris Jericho. Nice. That's that's awesome, dude. It took over my life. Uh, Yeah. In school, I would just write out who was going to wrestle each other when I got home. And, wow. Oh, man, it was just – it was amazing. Wow, that's, that's awesome, man. I uh, We in my family, my uncle and my cousins, we were all really into it. And um, it's, did you bring up AWA and G.I. Joe? I have actually funny stories with that. My older cousin – I mean, this guy's like probably 44 now. I'm 34. And to this day, he does not let it go that I – me and his younger brother, you know, destroyed his AWA ring and all his figurines because he had got it for oh, Christmas yeah. one year. Yeah, and he oh, was like, that AWA ring was a thing of beauty. <laughs> yeah. my, my, my neighbor had it, and I was so jealous because he had like the cage and that beautiful apron, and I was just like, um, you know, there's some lingering things. Yeah. If I sit too long, my knee uh, gets pretty bad, and my tailbone uh, was one of the one of the big uh, kind of recurring injuries mm-hmm. I had. Not really an injury, but just mm-hmm. kind of a something that never went away with some pain in the tailbone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really when you're doing it three or four nights a week, your body kind of gets accustomed to it. Right. But and it's I'm- when you when you stop and start doing it once every other week or a couple times a month mm-hmm. to where after, you know, the next morning on those days, that's really where I started to feel it. And that's kind of what led to the whole idea of if I'm not going to be doing this full time, mm-hmm. then this part time is just too hard on my body and hurts too much. My body's not accustomed to it anymore. So that was... That, that's what led to that breaking point too. Wow. Okay. Okay. So then, I know you're working for Midroll now, and that was just recently. So after that, what 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 did you uh, do? 
Yeah, so um, while I was wrestling, um, wrestling was was supposed to be my chosen career path. <laughs> right, um, didn't work out that way. Um, <laughs> but I was actually studying uh, studying in accounting, so I became I graduated with my accounting degree, mm-hmm. uh, became a CPA, nice, and I was a, a practicing public accountant doing taxes for small businesses for eight years before. Uh, going full-time in the podcast business. Wow. You know, what I can do is I can talk on a microphone. I know how to use my equipment. I know how to cut my grass. I can wash my car. I can clean out a garage. I can, you know, I can do I can do all these, all most man- manly things, you know, digging out roots from a bush, which I finally finished, by the way. <laughs> I just finished that. That was a workout. I'm not even joking with you. That is a heck of a workout i can do all those things and this has been my thing the world of row is my thing my passion my love my zest my lust for life thank you wiggy pop for that line (laughs) and you know with the exception of two i wasn't i mean i didn't know the people i didn't know you know with the exception of three i should say I didn't know the people firsthand. I, I didn't have a relationship with them. So that made it a little bit more nerve-wracking for me. Now, for years and years and years and years, I've always described myself as this int- as this introverted person who couldn't talk to people, who couldn't reach out to people, who couldn't have a conversation with anyone. And by God, I don't think I am that person. I think a lot of it is from it comes from my father because my father is the type of person that can talk to anybody. A thousand percent true. It is mostly true. You know, these things all happened. I'm just telling them in a, you know, maybe a different sequence or, you know, I'm I'm changing what I wore or changing Mm -hmm. names so that nobody, you know, (laughs) gets their feelings hurt or anything (laughs) like that. But yeah, no, these things, they all happen. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. So you're originally from, you're not from Chicago, but you are from Kentucky. Is that right? Where'd you hear that? Well, did did you say that in the podcast? I, I swear I heard you say something about Kentucky. <laughs> I love Kentucky. Oh, you love Kentucky. Uh, I love Kentucky. No, I am actually from Chicago, the oh, South Side. Wow. Uh, but I've lived in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. I've spent a ton of time in the South. At some point during that conversation, there was a couple of moments where I was just like, God, I don't, I don't know. I, I could have sounded better. So do you, I mean, obviously you're a fan of Charlie Daniels. I mean, who isn't, right? Because I mean... Yeah, Devil, Devil Went Down to Georgia is such a popular song and, you know, everything like that. So did you – what do you do? I'm, I'm assuming you were a little nervous or a little excited. What did you do to kind of calm yourself down to kind of bring you down and kind of relax and mellow, you know, kind of thing? <laughs> besides, well, you know, the, besides the bourbon, Juliet. Right, right. No, actually, I will I will tell you that when I do my interviews, I don't drink at all. Okay. You know, I go into those and I'm I'm ready and mm-hmm. – Part of it comes from knowing that I'm prepared. You know, yeah. I, I I start I like 10 minutes before the call. I just I kind of sit there. I'm mellow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just looking at my notes. And then after five years with, with the Sonics, again, the first three of which I was a full time student in college at right. Seattle Pacific University. Mm-hmm. Um, I also at one point uh, was a high school coach okay. and, and uh, varsity assistant JV head coach for mm-hmm. three years and had had that experience in the Seattle area. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Right, right. You know, again, just getting to do what I thought I was going to do. So even in my time uh, with the Sonics, uh, especially in those first three years when mm-hmm. I was a full-time student, it never even crossed my mind, not for even a fleeting moment, mm-hmm. that I would uh, 
ever coach in the NBA. Yeah. And I was using that experience uh, to learn more about basketball. Right. And at that point in time, I, I wanted to, to play college basketball. I didn't ever think about becoming an NBA player. That didn't even enter my mind. Right. I mean, that was just a ludicrous just, idea. Just, but Just like getting the idea yeah. of playing in college is like a... Yeah, the idea of being able to, to play in college was what your dream was in, yeah. in, in, in that point in time for sure. And to be have a chance to maybe get a scholarship and, 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 right. and be a high-level college athlete. So that's all I ever thought about. Right. Uh, by the time I, you know, finished my senior year of high school, um, I, you know, I was from a small school in a rural setting. Yeah. Um, it was in an era where, you know, your AAU type of basketball would happen regionally. You weren't playing in national tournaments. Right. You know. It, it was on Netflix, but it's about, like, the conspiracy behind the JFK assassination mm-hmm. and basically how – George Bush Sr. was like a part of it because really? where like how he was involved with the CIA and stuff at the time yeah. and like all the stuff with like the Bay of Pigs and everything and like how it led to JFK being assassinated because he like the stuff with Cuba and yeah. all that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a lot. There's a lot of stuff, you know, apparently he had ties to the mafia, the Marilyn Monroe thing, mm-hmm. him wanting to pull troops out of Vietnam. I mean, it was just so much stuff. So much stuff to go by, and I'm really interested to see when that time comes where they <clears throat> where they bring out that information. And, no one knows. Yeah, the only people that know the pe- they haven't released that information about the Kennedy assassination yeah. because there's still a couple of people that are alive from that. Yeah. Once everyone dies, they're spo- they're going to release that information. And matter of fact, they were supposed to. Release- it was like the 50th anniversary. Yeah, they were supposed to release that information, but yeah. they delayed it. So it's. It's kind of interesting that that happened, and then of course, JFK. I'm oh, you start talking about JFK assassination. I'm like so enamored <laughs> with that. I'm like fixated on that whole. Well, that's your home state, right? <laughs> it is my home state, but it you know it's not. I'm not from Dallas, but it is my home state, and you know, LBJ is no um, no stranger to controversy. Believe it or not, I mean he's a Texan, so he was like uh, in the town I'm from. I think in uh, 1948, I don't mean to go all history on you, but I got three people on me. I'm going to shoot it. I was actually thinking about it, road driving down here. I had such an incompetent coach at Austin High, JV team. We had one that was pretty good, but the other coach was, uh, I mean, just totally incompetent. I'm pretty sure he was also the janitor at the same time. (laughs) Uh, We called him the maintenance guy or whatever. Yeah. PC, you know. PC, yeah, I got you. What is it? Custodial technician. Sure. There you go. And then we had a senior who pretty much took over coaching the team. Whoa, are you serious? Yeah, he's now a, a, a great coach. I'm not sure where he is right now. A guy named uh, uh, Grant Thomas. Those were like our mascots. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, very political. But from what I've heard, my both my younger brothers went to the other middle school, and they say it's – I don't know how good I had it, mm-hmm. that apparently it was, you know – People offering new tires to coaches for playing time. Because <laughs> that's the legit, right? The that's OG, where they first started out. Yeah, like the old South Lamar one. You know, I wanted I wanted to do something with them, man. I like it's hard to. I mean, I'm still up and coming, I guess. Or yeah, still yeah. kind of like at the very, very bottom of the podcasting totem no, pole, man. You got, I mean, you got sponsors. You got good guests coming on, no, except no. for me. But no, you're great, I, man. You're great. I appreciate that. I mean, you got a Twitter presence to yourself. I, Are those all real? I got a. <laughs> I, I believe so. Did you buy those? I believe I did not. Uh, I did not spend any money on them. Yeah. As far as you know, I don't know. Uh, boy, I hope so. They even got cool candy there. But I think what we were getting at was. What? 
you got to be in person to feel the experience. You you totally. kind you kind of went off like the way Obama went off on Marin when he went into his room and he's like, "Wow, oh, you got to." That's, <laughs> that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> uh, but it, but it's not just photos of Roe around the room. No, no, no. This is very what do you say? This is very narcissistic of you. <laughs> no, man. This is all. This is what my man cave would look yeah, like. I didn't live, you know, at my folks' place at thirty. You're gonna come back like in six months. You're gonna see what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna spoil no spoiler alerts. And, okay. Well, you, I, well, I'm gonna be looking forward. That yes, you're gonna have to come back. I think though something I wanted to say, and I want to know what you think about sure, it. Sure, is we only go see reboot sequels, yes, and like franchise movies these days. It's true. Like happily out of wrestling and an amazing mother to my two twin daughters. Awesome. I you know I got into WWE all my life. Right, stopped watching after the Owen Hart thing. I got back into it around WrestleMania 22. Which is the rebirth of ECW? Right. I know it was, you know, if it's okay. It, I just want to ask you a question about that match yeah. with the with Edge and okay, that pin that Edge did. Do you recall that? Okay, was that all scripted that or was my <laughs> idea to do it? I, mean, I wrote that whole show, the ECW you? One Night Stand, two thousand five, and I'm always about going for heat. And uh, yep, that was all uh, yeah. out of my crazy mind. I think she enjoyed it too. Hey, man, well, thank you so much for your time, no man. Problem. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. Good luck with everything, man. I enjoyed everything you do, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Now, I will say this. There's been nothing like this in San Antonio, not a convention of this sort. So we're right. the Ghost Spurs Go Means podcast. And, Ro, yourself, we yes. are breaking ground. We are breaking ground. We are breaking ground. And I just broke wind. I'm sorry. You did? Well, it's a good thing you did it that way. I apologize to your wife, who's now on the floor. <laughs> nice. That was good. That was good. That was good. I'm having a moment of just uh, I'm, my nerves are still. Nostalgia. Yes, very much and nostalgia. Just excitement. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so how does this work? Do we? Uh, I don't know. I'm tempted to just start walking around. Yeah. Even though Clay said for us to stay right here. I'm tempted yeah. to get in line. Yeah. Well, I want to get the best interviews. Me too. I, think I keep asking Kurt Angle into the bathroom, but for some goddamn reason he won't come. Well, maybe you're supposed to tap your foot first. Yeah. And then maybe he'll respond. Or maybe to you. you're supposed ah. to. Like it. But instead, what I'm going to say is we're mostly sober for all Got it. Mostly sober. Yeah. So you're, you don't want to give out the secret formula to your no, success. I mean, like. When we started, I think we we drank a little more because we were just like, oh, who cares? But now that like we're like a year a year and something into it, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we gotta be a little serious about it. Um, <laughs> but we still like, you know, we're never drunk. We're never we're never drunk. Yeah, you know? we're just in in the midst of a drink, but never drunk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I I have seen well, I have done a couple of podcasts and I, and. A couple of in-person ones where the person that I that I interviewed was kind of under the influence. Now, now again, I'm not gonna mention names, but fuck it. Too next late. time it'll be better. Yeah, exactly. Next time, just more beer and whatever. <laughs> Who drinks beer at noon, though? Everyone. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it would have worked out pretty well because it was Sunday, and Sunday's usually like a fun day of cookouts or having a beer or, or, or a mimosa or whatever right i mean that could have right. worked loosened me up a little bit but then what if i was slurring i, I forget it i'm over analyzing now yeah you need to like have like you need to i think you i think what the gist is you need to like practice makes perfect where yeah. you just like and i'm not talking about doing interviews i'm talking about drinking <laughs> like you have to like you just run test samples of like how many 
drinks as a take to like I'm no like I'm incapacitated and I can no longer perform an interview. All right, and we've got plenty more fun to go with the World of Row podcast. So much fun, in fact, that we're going to split this into two parts. So what you just heard was episodes one through thirty nine. Again, row. The cut is row. All right, so the next episode is going to cover episodes forty through 74 and i just want to thank everybody out there for listening and i most of all want to thank you ro for doing such an amazing show and for being such an awesome guy it's been an absolute pleasure to do this and i hope you and your listeners enjoy 